This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. This is episode 131 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Ryan. What up? London Bridge is falling down. Worst two days of baseball I've ever watched in my entire well, life. You know what? At least London Bridge came crumbling down on top of the Boston Red Sox. If the Yankees lost those two games, I would be flipping out right now. It's the most unenjoyable baseball I've ever watched. Oh, did you get a perm or something? Yeah. It looks good. So you straight permed it. It did? Yeah. So we like should make Derek Jeter in uh that SNL skit. We should make an announcement right off to start the show here. Uh please go to iTunes, five star rating and review. We did get the requisite number of punch for the pot. <laughs> oh, a lot. We, we talked did. about dun, dun, ordering dun, dun, me a uh, Giancarlo Stanton jaw protector. Nope. Yeah. For this. Flush. Skin to skin. Very right. nervous. Right there. Just like. So. Uh, I didn't perm my hair, dude. It's just I, I uh, took care of it today. We'll make it. Well, how about we make a deal? All right. We'll just give a little heads up to the to the future of the show here. Um, we're going to record Friday afternoon to do a uh, little all you know um, first half review type wrap-up show joe rivera is going to join us i like that uh, to come okay, do that okay. uh then after the show i'm going to be leaving for vacation so you two dingleberries will be handling the show by nice. yourselves on, on sunday then the show will take a, <sighs> a, a hiatus until uh i come back from vacation I how think long I'll, are you going away for i'll be back on thursday i'll probably do some live stuff while you're gone just to keep the interaction Okay. You gonna call in maybe? Get a little I'll call, call in Sunday to uh prank check, call us. Check in on you guys. We'll set that up. We'll see. Last year I maybe I'm we're gonna well I think we'll do it a little different. Last year I opened the show and stayed on. I think uh you okay. know, we'll just I'll just call you guys can handle that yourselves. I yeah. why don't have, I call you for an interview? Yeah, we're not gonna call you. We're talking with special guest star of the Munch on what is it? Munch Ohio on Sports. Munch on Ohio Sports. Uh special guest from NYY Sports. What is it? Jesus God. I felt that coming. What does he always he he never gets our like Twitter handle right when you're on there? No, he doesn't. Ever. He gets it right. No, he doesn't. We love him though. That's much. Great guy. Uh so <clears throat> yeah, so just a quick uh as I was saying here, Ryan Ryan had to sneeze there and threw me off my train of thought here. So just- we'll record uh Friday, July 5th, we'll go through the league, you know, wrap up the first half of the season, even though there will be three games left to play at that point uh, with Joe Rivera, the Sporting News. Then uh, Chris and Ryan, and then I'll call in at some point for a couple minutes. We'll uh, have the official, you know, wrap up of the first half of the season after the Yankees complete their uh, series with the Rays. And then uh, we'll be back all three of us together uh, to record July 14th after the Yankees complete their first series back against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So that'll just a little preview of the scheduling of the show going forward. Do you and base your vacations around the All-Star, the All-Star break. break? Yes, I do. I love that about you. <laughs> that was a good catch. I love I didn't that about that. That's awesome. No, I like going on vacation during All Star breaks, so I don't have to miss that many games. I'm gonna miss three. I'm gonna miss the most of the Tampa series. You'll tr- you'll watch when you can, though. Yeah, no, I'm gonna like do it like uh, Sunday at one o'clock game. I'll watch the game sitting on the beach, but like you know, I'll probably miss Friday's game because we'll be out, and then you'll probably be getting back from uh, sitting on the beach because uh, they play four o'clock Saturday. You know, I'll probably catch the first half of the game before we go out to dinner. So that's usually like my wife's good like that. She knows that. Uh, to schedule during it. She looked, she's the one that plans vacation. She knows when the old That's why you married is. her. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. One of the reasons. So um, I think it's fair. We'll give Chris today, uh, July 5th, and I want to be here for it. So, and July 7th, those recording dates. So we'll give Chris this next week or week, 
plus whatever to prep my face to prep his face and then starting on july 14th that recording date op- it's open season it's oh home, it's God. happening where where do you think's the best uh landing spot on your face i think you're way too concerned and i don't like i know you no, you gotta rock that chin bro i know you've been training a lot but like I you're not Chris, you're not my training okay <laughs> you're not Stop saying the word training you're not my tyson <laughs> You're, you I work out and I hit a bag. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to jab him right in between his. You might miss yeah. where you're going. No, for I know it. exactly. No, you got to rock that chin, going. dude. You got to rock the chin. Rock right. the chin. I'm going to hook your chin. Rock the chin. Now, I'm left first hook of all, here's the problem. That's what I'm doing now. No, the real right. problem is that so you're far. You're antagon- away from me. You're antagonizing him. Yeah, you're making it so much better for me now. I'm glad that he doesn't you just really want to hit yeah, you. Yeah, now I fans, now I kind of going do. to, but you're antagonizing him. Yeah, here's he, a good he question. He doesn't know where he's gonna land. It. He's doing all his training. Here's a good question. You know when the best part is to do when. <laughs> here's a good question. I got to ask I this reach, before you. Bro. Here's a good question. Yeah. Okay. Because you guys said it would be better if I didn't know when it was coming. I agree. If it, if I if it was a planned punch. Hands behind my back, boom. But because I don't know that it's coming, if I catch it and you will not be able not to see it coming. Am I am I able to get out of the way? Yeah. If it's just you a cannot, yeah, sure. you, you, you It's like a pitcher who's going to hit no, a guy you on physically purpose. Can't if you leave, miss, you miss. You can't physically leave your chair. I I won't leave the chair. You cannot but one punch. You try to block if you it. miss the punch. If he if you block it, you block it. Okay, I think that's fair. If he blocks fair. it, he blocks it. But you're Yeah, ass, this is a good angle cuz right right here then you're but Basically. seriously, your ass can't come off the chair to move out. Or else, away. free punch. Or free punch. Okay. Uh-huh. We have to see though, because it, it might. We might have to just plan it out where you're looking at the camera and I hit you, because it might like you're gonna know if I'm moving closer. That's to what you. I'm saying. Because I do have to get a little. Closer. Well, you know, here's. The, <laughs> it would be funny if he starts to show knocked out because he when he's when he starts recording he looks away at the camera and boom. <laughs> That's true. But if I'm I looking, wish you at told the, me that. Just if I'm looking at us. the screen though, I can see him. So I'm just gonna give yeah, it. I'm, I'm gonna. You guys got to get creative with it. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Oh, you're gonna get it. Don't worry. So the Yankees played this weekend. Oh, you want to change the subject now? No, I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, shittiest baseball I've ever watched in my life. If anyone thinks that that's entertaining, man, we we definitely love a different sport. That was that was unbearable. That was not baseball. What we watched this weekend was not baseball. I'm unbearable. Sorry, Fifty runs in two games. That's that's not. And I like offensive slugfest. I really I do. Hate them. I always have. But that's like my limit is like ten eight. You know, like maybe like nine seven. But an offensive slugfest, because we're so we watch so many games. Even in an offensive slugfest, you don't have one team scoring six runs in the first, and then the next team getting up in the bottom of the inning and scoring six. Also, it doesn't happen that way. Chris, the Yankees were up by eleven runs yesterday, and the Red Sox got the tying run to the plate in the eighth inning. And, Ch- and Ch- yeah, what it was seventeen six. Yeah. And it's then again today, they, the Yankees were really in trouble. Not fair to either team. You could see, once the Red Sox realized today they weren't going to win the game, you could see how frustrated they, they were getting. And there was one player on the Yankees I could see some frustration from. That was Gardner in the outfield. He was a little frustrated with the playing conditions. Yeah, At 17-6 yesterday, both managers start pulling players from the game. Yeah. Judge even got pulled. Judge. Well, apparently that turf was like... Even not even close to the turf they play on here. No, and uh, Glaber Torres said that today in a post game. It interview. wasn't broken in. They were the first people to to run on it. It's just listen. It was cool. the The atmosphere was yesterday. Awesome. The the it wasn't the same today. I don't know what it was. Uh, there was more electricity. Oh, a lot of the hype was. And, there was way more electricity in the in the stadium on for Saturday's game than there was uh, for Sunday's game. But you know what? And I said this today and. I stick by it, and I didn't like it when uh, the Yankees were down four to two going into the sixth, and Adovino came in the game because I didn't want the Yankees chasing this game. Honestly, I no. didn't. They won yesterday. You saw what a shit show that game was, and I didn't want them chasing the game. They did what they needed to do this weekend. They they already won a game. There was no reason to subject your top guys to that. Well. You know, according to AJ Pruszynski, we have to keep an eye out for the Red Sox. So they wanted to bury him. And you know what? And then uh, it was the seventh inning. And then all of a sudden, they scored nine runs. 
It, it, 32 hits they had in this series, the Yankees. I don't know what the two-out scoring was today, but Saturday's game, these both teams combined scored 20 runs with two outs. Are you with me on this and saying it's more than just, what, what were they saying, the aerodynamics of the stadium and stuff like that. I don't know, man, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm well, not a scientist. Like you don't just you, what, go you to think a they new... were juicing the balls a little bit. I they were doing something because I don't think it was that. Just because I think 11 of the 17 runs the Yankees scored yesterday's and yesterday's game uh, weren't via the home runs. So, I, I mean, there weren't a lot of home home runs being hit. Well, there was, I think there a were a lot. The, I think a lot of the hits you can attribute to the turf being quick. Uh, getting through in some places where it wouldn't, which is why you got to credit Didi for some of those plays, man. He was phenomenal. But I think juicing the ball or doing something to the ball would be too obvious. I'm going with something with the mound. I think they're, they experimented with something with the mound. I believe that uh, it was Susan Waldman. I could be mistaken. I think that's who you told me today. Said that there was an issue. A couple of the pitchers said there was an issue with their landing spots that they couldn't drive through and you know i don't know you know part of that my theory though kind of went to shit today because you had adovino who was who was brilliant and you had a close low scoring game for how many innings six yeah it was four to two it was four to two so i was like maybe i'm wrong but then of course it ended with what 20 runs yeah, finished twenty two. Hey, you know what? This is how this is all you need to know about how crazy this series was, and that there was something definitely going on here. The best pitcher to take the mound all weekend was Luis Sessa. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that's for a reason. Maybe guys like him benefit from whatever the hell was going on. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, this was not fun. The Yankees won both games, so thank you know, thank God for that. Because if they didn't. Uh, I I couldn't imagine feeling worse about honest. I couldn't. I never felt worse about two wins in my life, Seriously. especially when we should really be celebrating the fact that you remember when we recorded a couple of weeks ago when they played when they had the chance to sweep the, the Red Sox and we said, you know, this is now you bury them. The yes. Red Sox are they're dead. They're buried. They're dead in the water. Yeah, I think they have a four percent chance now of winning the AL East. They're dead in the water. I'll say it now. It's close to the All Star break. They're what twelve out of the loss now. Uh, they're done. They're done. And that that doesn't mean they're not going to make a wild card spot, which they can still be uh, scary. They have to in the postseason. If the season, I mean, if there's still half a season to play, but they are uh they would have to leapfrog three teams to yeah. get the second wild card right now. And they are but you know, it's not insurmountable. They're two games behind the Rangers for that second wild card. But, you know, Oakland, Cleveland and you know, then they would have to jump Texas to I think it's been there. I think it's been four years. I think it was two thousand fifteen, the last time the Yankees had this big of a lead in the AL East. It's not something we've been used to over the last handful of years. We're usually used to playing catch-up. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to sit here and break down these games because this, to me— It wasn't baseball. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And it's almost almost a shame that you're bringing a sport to another country, a rivalry that has gone on for over 100 years, and that's kind of what they get. And maybe it was exciting for them. I don't know. I'm sure just being there was, but a 17 to 13 Yankee Red Sox game where the pitching looks like they're throwing batting practice to me, that's, that's not when what you I have two guys, the caliber of Porcello and Masahiro Tanaka. We, we know that each guy has their ups and downs. They're not like, you know, legitimate like ace types, but they're still really good pitchers. Tanaka is really good. And that's what really surprised me is that you would think that being in a different environment, you know, national game, all that, that would be something that you would see the best of Masahiro Tanaka. Right. He loves the spotlight. He loves it. And, you know, Porcello, he's been a Cy Young Award winner. So, you know, he's got the, you know, he's got the tools to be, you know, throw a great game. And these guys gave up a combined 12 runs and got a combined three outs. To me, that's not that. I don't know. I just can't chalked that up to both guys having a bad game yesterday and you know what as much as i agree with you on boone not going above and beyond and exhausting some of the guys today to get this win if you really think about it the red sox go home now from london 
losing two games. They go to Canada, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. But they lose these two games where they're sitting there just like us saying that wasn't baseball. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. They're coming up with excuses. We wouldn't have lost if we were home. That was ridiculous. They have a negative taste. They have a bad taste in their mouth over it all. And they lost. They lost these two games, and now they're 12 out of the loss column. That really, I mean, that puts a dagger in it, I think. And I think today was a big win, especially because the Sox, the Sox had a lead all game. Yeah, they jumped out with back-to-back homers in the first inning. Who was it? Boger, Bogarts and... Uh, the Mets. Can I just interrupt Martinez? this here? We're yeah, recording please. during... Set. Yes, please. Uh, uh, we're recording during uh, Sunday Night Baseball. The Mets are playing the Braves. And uh, Noah Syndergaard left the game after uh, six, I believe. Let me just bring up the box. Does it show a pitch count? I need to know how many pitches. Actually, he's five and two thirds. He, you know, he left, but the game was tied. He threw 106 pitches. Was, he was also just coming off the IL too. So, so uh, you know, he leaves the game. It's still tied, seventh inning. Here we go, Mets bullpen. It's now five three Braves. Jesus, when does it? When does it end? It, Today. This is it now, I think. You think what do you, what's going to happen? Mickey's going to get fired? Maybe. Something's got to give, man. Yeah, and you I, can't let him keep rolling out and, there like that. And you know what? We know this is a Yankee podcast, and we know our, my personal Twitter account. You know, I don't want to be told what I'm allowed to tweet about, but and it's filled with 99% Yankee fans. But, you know, we live in this town. This is a big story. As bad as bad as the Mets are, to not even if they were bad, they're just losing games. That was that would be one thing. But every single night, they either have a lead or are tied going into the late innings, and their bullpen gives it up. Plus, we're living in a world right now where the Yankees are playing in London, and soccer was being played in America at Yankee Stadium. So we need to talk a little bit about baseball over here in this area and the Mets are relevant right so now the Mets in a very tonight, bad way. They'll have lost eight straight games and I believe in every one of those games, the bullpen would be hung with the loss. That's sad. It's sad. Are these guys that bad or, or is the coaching staff just not getting the best out of their players? Well, I mean, if you look at the names they're trying out of that bullpen, it's, yeah, it's probably a combination of both of those things, but they're just not that good, dude. Yeah, is Regan is Regan not the grandfather figure that they had hoped? Uh, probably not. I mean, the guy is a, as per Mickey Calloway, the most they have a guy named, manager in baseball. You ever hear this guy Brooks Pounders? Who's is that? that? A coach? No, he's a he's their, he's really their uh, their best uh, bullpen. Is that his right nickname? Now. No, that's his name. He was Brooks, born like that. Real name is it Brook or Brooks? Brooks. Brooks Pounders. Brooks Pounders. I mean, <sighs> Jason Vargas. He's a starter. Jason yeah, Vargas. Know, Jason Vargas. Name. Most consistent Met right now. Probably. Probably. I yeah. don't know. Oof. How much more can you say? They're going to lose. They suck. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like, uh, They're honoring the 69 Mets. It's this frustrating. Weekend. We're not. I, I, we are nowhere near Mets. I fans. wanted to see them. I was. I went right from the Yankees because the Yankees played like nine and a half hours yesterday. And today. I, Huh? And today it was, oh, it was only eight and a half. What today. year was that? They went on that nice playoff run. I I enjoyed watching 15, them. Fifteen with yeah. Murphy, yeah, and Harvey and those guys. I went right from the Yankee game to the Met game yesterday, and I was rooting. Not that I was like into it like a, a Yankee game, but I wanted to see the Mets win yesterday. They're honoring the '69 team. They had all. It, you know, it would have been nice. And then here we go, another. It just you can't. I mean, really, could you imagine if we had to suffer through something like this? No. It's no. so it's there's nothing more deflating than the way they're losing baseball. We games. have our fans right now attacking <laughs> Zach Britton for the way he pitched in this series. Yeah. And they won both and they teams. Won. And they and they're winning and they're the best team in the American they, League. The best team in uh, baseball, they have, I think. No, the the Dodgers still I'm are, but yeah. the Yankees, even though it's less games, the Yankees have the least amount of losses out of anyone in Major League Baseball right to now. To me, uh, this was a really dangerous playing situation uh scenario for Britain because he's a ground ball pitcher. Right. Anything on the ground was flying. Yeah. Yeah, I think the pitcher that would benefit the most from playing there would be the Chapman type. And he thrower. did you see the ninth inning today? He got he was, mad. Yeah. He, he was got pissed. mad today after he gave up I didn't um I didn't actually see how the lead runner got on the first batter got on today. Because I was late getting back to the T V. 
I, um, I don't think I did either, actually. It says that he gave up a hit here, so... So it's got to be a hit. I don't know exactly what happened. It was a base hit. I know that. He's credited with giving up a hit here. And then I think he fell down either 2-0 or 3-0 to... It was J.D. Martinez. And then he he got mad. You saw he it. He got dialed and in. And he started he throwing gas. Yep. And he struck out Martinez in the next two batters. And he, yeah, he, struck out he bowed his chest out today, boy. And you noticed, you noticed to the... All-star Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. You, the crowd had to have had a uh, his uh, speed up on the screen somewhere because when he hit like 99, 100, the stadium started to to go crazy. You know, that's bit. another thing I don't understand. That's how you you know that these guys don't watch uh, the teams when they do national games. They don't watch the teams game in and game out. But it'd be nice if they got some type of uh, – they did their homework a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you, I think it was Smoltz yesterday – Saturday, it said that, uh, oh, Chapman doesn't throw that hard anymore. He's a bum, Smoltz. First of all, yeah, he's not hitting 105, but he was throwing 102 102 last week. No, they don't. They don't do their homework. They don't. It's a joke. They do their homework by reading clips here and there, watching some video, and that's it. They They don't sit there and watch games leading up to the big national game. Uh, in New York, they don't they don't do any of that. They're calling Adam Adavino Adam Adavino. That was AJ Presents. I just I don't care. I just wish they would talk more about the game. They they just they yeah, talk about it, whatever pops up joke. in their head. And just that's talk another about thing with this with this London shit. I I can't stand national broadcasts. And the fact I did that, like the extra stuff they did, like with the freeze guy with the oh, race. I saw that. That was cool. That was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think outside of the way the games were played, I think Major League Baseball and and London, I think they did a great job marketing this and getting fans excited yeah, and, so and bringing some traditions of both teams over there. I thought that was all great. And I'm not knocking that end of things. But this is the direction, really. I know it's not going to be this dramatic, but this is the this is the direction that Major League Baseball wants to go in. In a sense of having a more offensive and entertaining this game. This is too much, though. I just said it's not going to be that dramatic of a of a difference, but it's a direction that the that the they want the game to go in. They don't want spin rates to be as great as they are right now. They want the hitter to have more of an advantage, and this is what you're going to get from it. Again, you're not going to get thirty run games every single night out. But you're going to have pitchers struggling to get outs. And at the same time, they're implementing rules where a pitcher needs to face at least three batters. Just doesn't make sense. Why touch the game? You know, if you noticed today, if you really were or not today, but if you really paid attention to Yankee games this year, a lot of quick games this year. You had a lot of games that very were, quick that were finishing two and a half hours under three hours. Oh, yeah. And then that's. You know, I don't care if a game's five hours long and it's entertaining. That's fine, but this this was not entertaining to no. me because it was it was literally, you know, that feeling you get during the All Star game where it's a great feel, right? It's the All Stars. Yeah, it's it it's like a cool thing, game. but it's like you just know that it's played differently. That's how mm-hmm. I felt during this. When the Yankees, after that first inning, I thought the Yankees were just on fire. They scored yeah. six in the first. They were going to shut them down. After the first few innings of the first game, whenever the Yankees would get a lead, I would just wait for the Red Sox to hit a couple home runs or hit the ball hard and and tie the game or take a lead again. It was just a matter of who was going to get the final three outs without giving up a run. That's what it came down to. Yeah, like today, the Yankees are up 12-4 to going in the bottom of the eighth. I had no confidence that... If you're playing that game at Fenway, it's over. At Yankee Stadium, it's over. But today, I was like, I wonder how. I wonder how it'll be uh, 12-12. Average pitch speed for Araldis Chapman's fastball, 97.9. Yeah, Yeah, he's throwing slow, small. Oh, oh, and by the way, John, uh, he throws a lot more sliders now that hit, what, 88, 80? Something like that, Idiot. Because you sucked at closing. Well, you know. He's so bitter when he announces. Yeah, he's too. totally bitter. We we all know why. He's still yeah. upset. He, you know. He the, hates the Yankees. The, they should have beat the Yankees in 96. They didn't. <laughs> then they got embarrassed in 99. And then in 2009, the Yankees pretty much ended his career when he came in. Uh, remember when the Yankees were like 0-11 against the Red Sox in 09? 
And then they won a bunch, right? And then there. that Friday night against uh, Jobber Chamberlain started that game, and uh, they just blitzed him. And then that was pretty much it for John. That Smoltz. was it. You never heard of him again. So you know he's got a little he's got a little animosity going towards the Yankees, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you know for it, you. it comes out yeah. and is announcing. And That's Joe good. Buck, who I generally like, I think he does a good job. I he like would, him now. He I was do. annoying yesterday. Yeah, I I found. Both broadcasts. It was cringeworthy. Even when I muted it, I don't know if you caught. Did you catch when CC was on for half inning? Dude, the beginning of that was so awkward. But I don't need to. I don't need to know what he's doing after he retires. The only time it was funny was when he was talking about Gardner and telling the story about how he he warned Lemayhew that. Hey, be careful, man. Don't throw your helmet against the wall. It might bounce back up at you, dude. <laughs> and he ended up not taking his own advice. But then it was like, said. Buck was like, well, we don't want to keep you. That was unless, so bad. I mean, want to. you got some more to talk about. And CeCe's like, I'm good. Like, yeah, what do you there. want me to say? I'm just sitting here. I'm and enjoying And you're kind it. of throwing him under the bus. What do you want him to say? No, nah, I kind of want to go now. It was just so bad. So bad. I, I actually... Even though Matt Vaskersian really annoyed me in the postseason last year, I think it was last year. During the regular season, I don't I like mind Vaskersian. him. I like his energy. He reminds me a lot of Ryan Rucco, where he goes a little over the top for home runs and stuff. But I like that I like once in a while. You're going to probably be hearing a lot of Ryan Rucco. Yeah, Michael K. Right, sickies. I forget what. Oh uh, yeah. I forget exactly. He lost. Remember, he sounded terrible. Yeah. yeah. But then the next night, his voice was back. Yeah, but I that guess was, it was. I guess yeah. that's bad. Uh, he might be. I, if I read it correctly, he might be out till August. Even our announcers are going on the IL. Jeez. There's something going on. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for a guy like Nestor Cortez Jr. yesterday who got tagged with five runs and then had to get sent. You know, he got sent down. He didn't. De- I mean, he doesn't deserve Well, I, I texted you that. I texted you guys this. Stats shouldn't even count during this series. It was so like, yeah. Think about the inflation of ERAs after this series. So he got sent down, and Chance Adams took his spot. He pitched uh, two thirds of an inning and allowed four runs today. Yeah, I mean, how are you? Five su- hits. You know, a guy like Stephen Tarpley, right? Yeah, Jonathan. How are Jonathan. you supposed to? Is you know uh, justify? Not justify, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're looking to see if he can open games for you, how how does how does this day, you know, how does today, how do you make a justification whether or not he can do this for you off today? You can't. Nah. No. Three home runs on four hits. If, no. you, if he did this at Yankee Stadium, you'd be like, all right, forget it. Yeah. Dan, the Sessa, four innings, four hits, no runs. Because he kind of throws a little bit harder. He relies on his fastball. I think that I was. The, the, I heard he stayed in London. That was the kind the of. Too. That's the kind of pitcher I think that really benefited. DJ LeMay's average is up to 345 right now. His OPS. Wow. Do you want to know what his OPS is? Yeah, say this it's is low. crazy. Say it's low. 926. Jesus, God. What? 926. Uh, what's his uh, I don't know if you got it right in front of you I could pull it up but I need to know what his updated average with runners in scoring position is the other day it was 493 is this guy out of a video game right now is this is this the guy who the Yankees got or is this just a guy riding a hot streak over the first half of this year uh, <clears throat> because this is unbelievable he's a form, he is a former batting champion this is unreal. Now, you though. know how a lot of people say that Coors Field, when players go away from them, that's the real version you get? Like, hold on, I, I phrased that bad. No, I know what you mean. A lot of people say, you know, you you your, your offensive stats are boosted when you're a Colorado Rocky, but maybe not playing in Colorado and having a full season away from there, this is the real DJ LeMayhew. It's because you have like, to adjust you know to that funny? altitude. You know what's funny? And then go back and forth. In my head all weekend, I compared these games in London to Colorado. Of like how That's things how, are that was just, the kind of feel I got that it was something. Just things are just different. I don't know. Scout.com is a really good website uh, to give you a lot of easily to find out, easily find a good breakdown of some good stats. But I don't know if it's updated or not because uh, I just started using it. Uh, Right now, they have DJ LeMayu listed with runners in scoring p- at 478. That's updated. His average, his wrist with uh, with two outs is 439. My God. The guy, you want to know what his OPS is with runners in scoring position? Do you mm. really want to know? One, I almost don't. 1.2. 1.2. Jesus, God. That's almost more important to me than his batting average. 
at the end. Not not when your batting average is that high with runners in scoring position, but on a guy with a lower batting average, his OPS is almost more his, important to his me. His on-base percentage this month was 434. I mean, am I... He's not a guy that walks a lot. He really... No. Is it fair for me to say that in my lifetime of, of what I remember, I have never seen a guy this consistently clutch ever for this long of a, a span in a season? Right, for this long, I don't... I can't think I mean, of anybody on when the Yankees. He, first of all, I feel like lately, every time he gets up, the bases are loaded, or at least second and third Well, or I tweeted this today. I think when he had the... The two RBIs in the uh, in the seventh inning today. I said I don't even get excited anymore when he gets a hit with runs in scoring position. He no, just it's just you expect, expect it. To it. That's exactly what I was going. Yeah, I going think Aaron Judge said something like that after the game today. He said you it's not a matter it of to if, happen. It's and is that fair? Many. Is that fair to him when you know? I think if he, he does go into a slump, but you know what he does. He he doesn't he, care. If you really look at DJ LeMahieu, he does not break stride. He. He hit a slump too earlier in the you year. You want to talk about right poker? He was right? really on a little bit of yeah. a slump before this week. I yeah. wouldn't. Ta- I wouldn't want to play poker with DJ Lemayo. Yeah, he yeah, does yeah. not change his expression. He goes out there, he gets his job done, and he goes home. And this is the kind of guy where, when everyone was up in arms getting him over Machado and stuff, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't upset that Machado wasn't landed here because because of the hype, but. When I had to justify the move, I said, everyone's crying here that we need a guy who puts the ball in play. This is a guy who can alter your lineup in the postseason. You don't want a bunch of strikeout or home run guys go big or bust. This is your guy who can completely change your lineup. And that's exactly what he's proving to you right now. He's the kind of guy that this team needed. Just one guy. Just one guy. Now, it helps that everyone else is is really coming through runners in scoring position also, but not on his level. How old is DJ? Let me, is he going to turn 31? Yeah, uh, 31, July I didn't 13th. know he was that old. So, while well, you're on vacation, right? So, uh, today, Jack Curry said that since the Yankees only signed them to a two-year deal, that they should really think about uh, extending that deal. Mm. Why not? I mean, let's see. Let's put another two years on it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Think it's all flash in the pan. I don't. I really don't. I think he's a talented baseball player. But the only thing that scares me in baseball now is we've seen guys go from dominant to just fall off the face of the earth. It's just like, that's it. They lose it so quickly. Listen, Robinson Cano has had a phenomenal career, but no one could sit here and tell you that he was going to be having the year he is this year. Whether you thought he was falling off or not. You didn't think he would be this this player this year. It's uh, Chris Chris Davis, another example. Yeah. I mean, these some guys just fall off. So I don't know. I don't know. I think Robinson Cano has a lot of other factors going into yeah. why he's not playing well Poor this Robinson year. Robinson Cano. Uh, if you combine <laughs> Manny Machado and Bryce Harper's WAR, which everyone loves, right? WAR three point three WAR twenty nineteen. DJ LeMay who three point eight WAR. It's unreal. Higher what's, war than the what's their individual wars? Do you Point know? eight for uh, Bryce Harper, and then that would make it a two point five for uh, Manny Machado. Now, is it fair to sit here and say that DJ Lemayu is a better baseball player yeah. than Manny Machado? Yeah, right now, and that's all that matters. If value wise, that's sure. the problem with with baseball fans. Sometimes their argument is about I right mean, now. Sometimes their argument is about mm-hmm. career. It, all that matters is right now. Look, you, the only person that, uh, besides DJ LeMayu, that deserves the credit here is Brian Cashman. Yeah, absolutely. How anyone could speak a bad word about this guy is just beyond me at this point. Because, you know, when DJ LeMayu got signed, I think that was like the real tipping point for the, the Yankees or cheap crowd where they thought that the Yankees were just cheap, you know, and there was, it, it was not that. You wanted to fight them anymore, but it was almost like that. You probably couldn't because it did. It, but you know what? Brian Cashman knew what this team needed more. He they, he knew that DJ LeMayu would be more valuable than bringing in Manny Machado. How many championships did they win when they were following that strategy of going out and signing the biggest name possible? They got one, right? Oh, yeah. nine. That's it. Yeah, that's it. When they followed then, the strategy that the fans, a lot of them want. Well, then they were handcuffed. 
Because then you had a bunch of guys it like needs to, to share be a right. mix. Yeah. Which is what it was in the 90s. And that's what it is today. I'm trying to find this tweet. It was a great tweet. It, all it said, all it said, I think, was zoom in. And it just, it was a guy who screenshotted every, uh, like 20 different posts. I think it was when Brian Hoke. Oh, no. It was when Jack Curry announced that uh, the, the Yankees signed uh, LeMahieu. And all the responses are like, this is it. I'm done with this team. You can't justify this move. I hate this guy. Brian Cashman sucks. And look what's happening, man. People are actually going through uh, the Yankee on the Yankees Twitter of when they uh, announced the signing and retweeting people that were ripping it. It's been on Twitter the past couple of days. Just people that are killing or killing the move. You had a tweet out there, too, about... I think it was DJ LeMayhew, everyone apologizing when they... Was it DJ or was it someone else? I, I probably... I probably The most recent one was LeMayhew. I did one earlier for Gary Sanchez. And I was like, there's no way people are actually... And I clicked on the thread and people at least admitted how stupid they sounded. That's why you can't be reactionary like that in baseball. Can we also just make note of how nice of a... Double play, Didi and Glaber oh turn. God. More than uh, Didi made a few phenomenal plays. He was really good, good defensively. There, there, uh, there are f- clips on Twitter of the yes. English broadcaster. We listened. It was phenomenal. He is so good. Right? It was awesome. Oh my god! I can and listen to that all season. The cut he had today of Didi's home run was unreal. Was yeah. amazing. It was really. I wish really they good. did that. I wish they had him doing the the ESPN game. The guy that the guy that was doing the color commentary, he was just kind of like there to kind of explain things. Yeah, and it was a little annoying. Like he a was translator. Yeah, <laughs> baseball translator. But the guy, I don't know his name. I wish I knew his name. He was the phenomenal. best part of the home run too. Here. If you really go back and watch it and listen, the annoying guy that you were just speaking of was trying to get a point out, and he didn't stop when Didi hit the ball the other guy had to be like hold up a second this ball is gonna get hit 500 feet right now and had to cut him off and it was one of the best calls we've heard it was phenomenal the Aaron Judge home run call was great I didn't hear that one I only heard the the DD uh it's on my Twitter yes from yesterday there's like a six minute uh video of his calls from Saturday's game and today the only one that I saw was that was on Twitter was the DD home run and then you got the you got the video going around of DJ today that we listened to before we came on, and I think the media is making a little bit too big of a deal over it. Yeah, we heard it. He, he didn't said, say anything. He said we're they're good, but I think we're better. Yeah, I think so too. You're 12 games up in in the loss column right now. Alex Cora came out and said that he thinks he has a great team under under his wing right now, but. They're nowhere near the Yankees, and that's the truth. And I think Aaron Boone said the same thing about the Red Sox last year, and I respect that. You know what the Yankees? As much win- as I hate Alex Cora, you know the, I respect here's it. Here's a little irony. You know what the Yankees' win pace is for this year? A <laughs> hundred games. Hundred and eight. Really? <laughs> yeah. Their win pace is at one hundred eight. I think the wow. Red Sox are at ninety-one, which right is now. still phenomenal. I mean, that's still a good season. That's a good, that's not phenomenal. That's a good season. Ninety-one wins is 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 good. Okay, not, I should have put that, my phenomenal into context of saying they're twelve games out of this division. If you're telling me they end with yeah, ninety-one have three, wins and they're twelve out, winners. In the that's a phenomenal statistic. How are they going to win ninety-one games? They played eighty-four games and they're forty-four and forty. That's what someone said on the radio today. That's not right. No, they got to be at 88 now. Yeah, they got to be in the low, the high 80s. Well, they've played how many? 84 games. No, yeah, they they got to be like 85. It might have been going into the London series. It might have been but the 91. Yankees today. Uh, I did hear that their win pace is 108, which is crazy because that's what the Red Sox won last year. And that's what everybody wanted to say. The Yankees were bad last year because well, what's, the Red Sox. How many wins do the Yankees have? They played how many games have they played now? Are they at the exact halfway point now? I think we said either yesterday's game would have been or today. The Yankees are fifty four and twenty eight, so they have played eighty two games. Okay, so yeah, they're on a hundred and eight game pace. They're on a hundred and eight game pace. Can you just punch them now? No, they are not. What are they on? A one oh seven point five? No, say it again. They have fifty four wins. They're fifty four and twenty eight. They played one more game than half a season. 
and 82 games, right? Can you please hit him? They are on pace for 107 wins. 107 points. 106.68. Whatever. They're, they, they're on a pace for 108 wins. It's unreal. You're such a little. You, you're such a little well, shit. I want to be accurate. Don't be accurate. They played like one more accurate. game than half a season. They've won a 54. Double it. It's 108. Okay. Okay. And the Red Sox are probably on pace for 108 or, or uh, 88. So the Yankees are going to win. They're going to bury the Red Sox by 20 games this year. It's unreal. And that's one thing you got to you got to give Cashman credit for. Also, even when this team isn't that good, they're good. And they're relevant. How many how many games have we watched where the Yankees were out of it in the regular season? Not many. What did Jeter play in uh, five to ten games in his entire career that didn't mean anything? Yeah, it's that's probably unbelievable. Under, it's probably under ten, maybe close to that because they were they were kind of knocked out early in 2014. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? You know, part of what the Yankees thinking was in this past offseason is that the Red Sox were not going to be able to play at the pace they played at last year. And they were right. I mean, you would never expect a team to play at that pace back-to-back years, but you didn't think they were going to be this much off from where they were last year. Hey, you know what, bro? They wanted to take the ritziest plane in in plane history and not get a friggin' bullpen. And not get a bullpen. So this is what happens. All right. Let me ask you a question. Ryan, listen in. Huh? Listen in to this. I'm going to ask you a simple question. What team is better? Would you say the 2018 Yankees or the 2019 Yankees? No, this year's team is much better. I don't yeah. care what stat that you're going to bring out. This is a better team. This team's better. They find so many different ways to win this year. Through 82 games last year, would you say this team has been better or last year's team has been better? Record-wise? Just in general, in your mind. This is a better team than last year. They have the same exact record. It doesn't matter. This is a better team. It kind of does, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because we're talking about a team in the Red Sox. cruising for a bruising. We're talking about a team in the Red Sox who were on pace to win 108 games. Uh, I mean, who won 108 games last year. They were playing in in a division where the first place team was dominant. And they have the same record as last year. My point to all of this is if you really didn't know the record of last year or this year, and you just asked someone which team is better, you'd say, are you kidding me? This team is leaps and bounds better. And then if you showed them after all the complaining and all the crying through the entire season last year, that this team had the same exact record, you would not believe it. Because it felt like last year, they didn't win half as many games as they've won this year. And it's because of their surroundings in, in the division. Well, they went on a crazy run last year. Right? What, like you're able to enjoy. Two or something? You're able to enjoy how good this team is this year. The guy's name on that Didi Gregorius call, he was calling the games for BT Sports, uh, Darren Fletcher. Well, we got to get him on the Yes Network. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. We got to get him on the pod. Darren Fletcher. Yeah, a lot of the perception of last year's team had to do with how good the Red Sox were. I mm-hmm. agree with that. I said that 150 friggin' times last but year. But I'm still even shocked that this team has the same amount of wins as last year's team at this no, point. Dude, it's you know how hard it is to win 100 games? Would you, would you uh, like stop pretty fighting hard. me for a second? No. I'm just how saying. How about Gardner, man? He was jacked up this weekend. If you asked, he was just straight up jacked. Yeah, he, was he was feeling balling. He was, he he was, was doing interviews his with his shirt off. It's hard. I'm just saying, if you truly asked me which team had more wins, if I didn't know what last year's Whoa. team had, they had uh, a nice first through 82 half, games, I'd say it wouldn't even be yeah. close. Right? Don't you get that feel? Putting aside what the Red Sox did last year, I'd still have that feel. Because I feel like this team never hit a stride last year. They clearly did. They clearly did. They were better than we all thought. They just weren't. But. What, 11? Now, how many games over? To your point. Than the Red Sox? Red Sox won the division by eight games last year. To your point, though, that this team is much better. They They are a machine built for October. A machine. If we get some pitchers. Yeah, I'm still not. There's still a few things that need to be ironed out here over the course of the next month as we uh, hit July tomorrow. Uh, when you listen to this, it'll be July 1st. So 
you know, they need to get a little pitching reinforcement. And I don't think that just stops at the uh, the bullpen. I mean, at the starters, if they can get themselves a bullpen arm, they probably could use it too, to be honest with yeah. you. And that sounds a little crazy, but... I'm hearing uh, Will Smith from San Francisco Giants is going to be available. So he stopped rapping and making movies, and he's pitching yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mets still losing 5-3 in the bottom of the yeah, well, I heard got to do updates because that's our next opponent, right? I heard the... I heard the Indians S could, for Dodd. Brad hands on the Indians. Oh, yes. oh S for Dodd. I heard the Indians That's could sad. be open to uh, dish him out. Why? Well, I don't know why they would do that, to be honest. Who? I don't know. Who, I feel know? like every year there's rumors that the Indians are going to start dishing out people. But I but I don't know. If the how, Indians are tied in the loss column for the second wild card. I yeah. don't see them breaking it down this year, to be honest with you. They're right there. Yeah, they're a team that's built for the postseason. I mean, they're eight games behind Minnesota for the uh Yeah, the Minnesota the Central, going a bad, right on a there bad. for the I wild can't believe card. the Minnesota Twins are legit. Yeah, well, I'm really shocked. Just these last 10 games have been so important for the Yankees. They're 9 and 1 over their last 10. The rest of the division going uh, top to bottom 5 and 5, 4 and 6, 5 and 5 and 3 and 7. This Baltimore, is going to be a tough cares. I still think so the Yankees 500 or worse everywhere else. I still think the Yankees could beat the Mets both games, but it's going to be a tough series Sweet. for them. Sweet. Physically, sweet. I I, sweet. I still think they're gonna win both games. No, it's gonna be guard. Gonna be difficult. You're you're facing a team who you can very easily justify complacency against at this point because of how bad they are. Plus, you're coming back from London now in two uh, games that were just obnoxious. Uh, I think these next two games could say a lot about this team. I could easily see them going on a little bit of a losing streak heading into the All Star break just because of the travel and you know there's. It's gonna be I open. just don't see this team slowing down though. It sweeps weak. They're still humans. No, I know. I just think DJ nah. Lemay is not. Yeah. I think <laughs> the rest of the team are is made of human beings. I'd say that the difference between a good team and a great team is is minimizing your losing okay, streaks. Okay, name one team that's come over from London. No, I'm listen, I'm this is uncharted territory. This is, this is going to be a tough series for them physically. So wait. They won how many in a row? Eight in a row? Who? The Yankees. The Yankees and they won lost eight in a row. They lost and one. Now and now they've won five, five, in, a row. five yeah. in a row. That's a good team. Minimizing, minimizing good team? losing streaks. They yeah. haven't even had one in in how many days now? Oof. It's crazy. Yeah, really. Good point. It's fun being a Yankee fan. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. I Let's mean, hope it continues. That's all that matters. There's really not much else to touch on from London. I mean, like we said, it's really hard to break down these games. You know, the Yankees won. That's all that matters. It was but like the, the NBA All-Star game where they just... They don't play defense. Don't play defense. They just go crazy and score a bunch of points. Which was funny because they didn't even... There wasn't one error committed by either side in that first game in London. The Yankees made a couple today, but... Yeah, so well, the Red Sox made a couple as well. A couple uh, under the mitt errors today. Well, you know, it wouldn't be uh, a podcast oh. without talking about friggin' injuries. Uh, Luke Voigt left uh, Saturday's <laughs> game with a belly, belly button, button issue. Belly button tightness. <laughs> But <laughs> never heard of that one before. Lower belly button soreness. Core muscle, whatever. I don't have those, so I don't have to worry about that. But uh, it looked like <laughs> today. You don't he, have a belly button? No, I don't have a We don't have cores. core muscles. <laughs> What's a core? Today, it looked like, uh, though, he was going to get into the game before the Yankees busted it open. I didn't hear anything from Boone or Voigt afterwards because I had to go to a family function. So I watched. It was actually late because the game took nine and a half, eight, I'm sorry, eight and a half hours today. We well, thought we thought before you knew you had a, somewhere to be, we were like, oh, we can record early today, blah, blah, blah. We still wouldn't have been able to record that early. No. So I was actually late getting to the, to the family party. Uh, so you didn't hear the post game. So right? I didn't hear any post game. So I don't know if... Uh, he was definitely going to get into the game, but it looked like at one point when the Yankees were down four to two before they exploded for nine runs in the seventh, he was standing over the railing in his jersey with yeah. his batting gloves on. So that to me, that was like a sign that Boone might have said to him, you know, get ready. You could be going into this game. So Knockwood sounds like we don't have to worry about much for Voight. He didn't make the all-star game, uh, which sucks. The all-star team that does suck, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe he needs to... uh Cool down, play these. How many games they have left before six, the break? Six. You know, I'm sure they'll be a little cautious with them over these next six games. 
give him that break to relax a little and, and make sure he's healthy because he's a big part of this lineup too. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, we're in London and Brian Cashman drops the bomb. Well, it's not really a bomb because, you know, we kind of expect this type of shit to happen at this point. Yeah. That Luis Severino is being shut down again, that they had he had an MRI that uh, revealed that the latch strain is only about 90% healed and they don't want him throwing off a mound until he's 100% healed. And I had the information a little bit wrong when I told you earlier today that Severino didn't actually hide it. The Yankees knew about it and Cashman didn't really push for the MRI because he knew that Luis Severino doesn't like to go in MRI tubes. So they probably, so they still should have had the MRI about uh, three weeks ago, uh, but they didn't. So he's being shut down um, for about a week. I don't know. I, I, at this point, I don't really expect to see him this year. No. I think if you're Brian Cashman going into the all-star break and and then approaching the trade deadline, you have to just go about this with the assumption that you don't have Luis Severino. Can this team win a World Series without Luis Severino? They're probably going to have to. Because you two were big on that not being the case, that the Yankees would not be able to win a World Series if Luis Severino wasn't here performing. I'll we, say this. We said one of the keys to... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm not going to backtrack from that. I said it adamantly, but really in theory, what the Yankees need is is a guy that they can rely on in Luis Severino. I actually, before all of the injury, I didn't even go as far as to say they couldn't win it without him. I said if he wasn't the ace that they need, that they expect, they wouldn't win it without him. Even if he was healthy. I think when we did our season preview or whatever it was that we had, we listed keys to the season, that we said him being an ace was one of the big keys to the season. Because this team needs a guy outside of Masahiro Tanaka that they know they're going to hand the ball to and they're going to be dominant in the postseason. I don't. We don't have that second guy. We don't. We, it's, we have Tanaka, and that's I, it. And it kind of, you know what? That guy needs to be James Paxton, and he needs to go totally. out there and just – he needs to go and pitch a big game against the Mets on – I don't know what day he's pitching. I'll look it up in a couple of minutes. But he needs to pitch a big game against the Mets this week. He needs to erase that vomit-inducing start he had against uh, the uh, – the Blue Jays yeah. on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, he needs to erase that from our minds, his own mind, his teammates' minds. Uh, he needs to start pitching consistently. Paxton's pitching the first game of that series. Okay, so there you go. He's got- it's a good team to do it against. They got some... They got some big ballpark too. Yeah, but you know, they got some good they guys ripped, in that yeah, lineup. You know what? They ripped him in, at Yankee Stadium, so... So this is, a good, this is a good time for him to do it. Beat a team while they're down. They have a good. They have some good guys in that lineup, some good young guys. But they're a team that you can easily shut down. They'll do it. Yeah, that don't ma- don't get beat against this team. That matchup is Paxton, and then still TBD for the Mets. Same with the next game, TBDs. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hap's another guy that needs to step up. He now we're approaching the All Star break. He needs to get in that groove of being. The guy that came over here in the trade. Now, you know what? The Yankees are eight games up on the Rays. They're 12 games up on the Red Sox. And I know there are going to be people that look at the standings and say, they're only 11 up. No, I only look at the loss column. That's it's the only that thing that matters to me. Mm-hmm. It's what, And I told somebody this today because they were arguing with me. They're up 11. No, I only look at the loss column. That's all that matters. Can't make up a loss. You can so make up a win. When we give you, when I give you, you know, leads. It's I go by the loss column. It's really all I look at. Because, like you said, you can't you can't make up a loss. You can make up a win. So that's the way I was always taught, and it makes the most sense to me. So you know. And uh, what's the Yankees' record now when they use an opener? Eight, eight and zero. Eight and zero. Wow. Tarpley tried his best. He, tr- to... he did try his best. He did, but cut that. But I mean, come on. You know, we're going to be approaching the, you know, like we said, we're approaching the all-star break. The trade deadline is coming up. I'm sure Brian Cashman is working the phones. I I know people are going to be be upset if the Yankees don't land an ace. But really, who teams that have aces don't trade them, number one. And number two, if they they did, they're going to they're going to hit they're going to hit the Yankees with the Yankee tax. So how you want to you want to do a little reenactment? You can be Brian Cashman calling another GM. Okay, ready. Okay, ready? Here it is. 
Hello. Hi, uh, is this uh, so-and-so from so-and-so? Yes. Who are you interested in? Uh, I'd like uh, I'd like a decent starting pitcher. Maybe it's not, you know, I'm not going to hit you up for your ace, but maybe can I get like your number two? Okay, Glaber Torres. Bye. No, I hang up on you. Oh, you hang up on me, right? Hang up. Can I get a number two, please? Glaber Torres. <laughs> Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres. Boom. 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 Hang up. Done. Like we heard earlier in the week that uh, the Tigers were asking for Torres for Matthew Boyd. And then I, you know, I, I tweeted this and it's true. If teams are, when Brian Cashman calls teams to make deals and the team's immediate response is Glaber Torres, they're not really interested in doing business with the Yankees. No. Because if they you're like that person they, who does a fantasy football trade or something, like just trying to fleece you. Yeah. You're not going to do it, dude. But like they should know Brian Cashman is, is so good at this, so groomed that he doesn't play games. It's not like when you're selling when you're selling a car and you're shooting high just to see what you can get. When you say Glaber Torres to to Cashman, he's immediately hanging up and not taking you seriously anymore. So you're really putting your team in in a bad spot if you're really looking to trade this guy because you're just a fool at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, I mean, if you're an opposing GM, you have to know the Yankees are not moving Glaber Torres. You just have to know that. And asking for him is just showing that you really don't want to make a trade with the Yankees. It's a slap in the face. Now, if, you, if Brian Cashman called up and he said, well, yeah, well, you know what? I want Frazier Florial and, and uh, Davey Garcia. Okay. You know what? That's a that's a steep haul. That's something you can negotiate That's with. That's a steep haul. But you know what? Brian Cashman's all right. You know what? Let's, let's work on this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Give me a couple nights. Talk men. <laughs> talk men about talk it. Talk men into it. But here's my thing, right? And I always, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last few weeks. Yankee fans continuously rip the Yankee organization for not landing a bona fide ace, right? Off the top of your head, how many true bona fide aces, not available ones, just in general, would you say are out there right now? Don't, I, just over the last two years, nothing before. How many bona fide aces would you say are truly out there right now? Seven, eight. Like you're just saying that are pitching right now? That are like starting pitchers are there bona fide aces? Oh uh, yeah, I don't based know. off That's of their last question. two years. And this is what well here Scherzer Kershaw. Yeah, speaking of Scherzer, you know fans have this pipe dream that the Yankees are going to get Max Scherzer, but you know you have to understand some. Anthony Rendon is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, so this could this is really like the the last push the Nats might have. And they're what and back they, in it now. And they went out there, they threw a ton of money at Patrick Corbin, and you know as they sit here right now. uh there are two games back in the loss column of a wild card right. spot. So, so they're not again, doing it's anything. It's the same thing with the Indians, where do the Indians really see themselves out of this, where they would be breaking it down and trying to, you know, trying to trade guys. I don't. Anyway, my my point is maybe seven, eight bona fide aces out there you right now. Because you're not going to consider Bumgarner a bona fide ace. I'm sorry, know, you're you not. To, you obviously going to take Verlander. Did you want to take I Corey mean, Kluber before this year? Chris Sale. Is there a better team that lines up for a trade than the New York Mets with the Yankees? No. Jacob deGrom. Noah Syndergaard right now? Syndergaard, though. I'm, yeah, no, I know. I, I know what you're saying. But I'm just saying Max bona fide Scherzer, aces. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even talking about the ace thing. All right, here, here, so you just need five. Count them out right now. Ready? You got Justin Verlander. One. Did you? I mean, you. After this year, I can't put Blake Snell in that category. Right? He had a bad month, but I throw him in there. All right, if you really want to, I'll give him to you because still, you, all right. Corey Kluber's got to go in there. Chris Sale. Uh, who else? Degrom. Well, I'm not there yet. I'm just looking going down. Uh, the Cubs don't really have a bona fide ace. Nah. You want? You still want to count Clayton Kershaw? Yeah. 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 Okay. They yeah. have an ace there. If it's not him, it's Bueller or Ryu. Do you want to say that Aaron Nola is a, is a legit sure. yeah. ace? Yeah. yeah. That's six. Okay. Max Scherzer. Seven. Do you want to count Zach Greinke? Sure. Right now? Yeah, why not? Okay. Jacob deGrom. Mm-hmm. That's nine. Okay. So you don't even have 10. Okay. So you don't even so have 10, even 10, right? How many of those guys are truly outspokenly available? <laughs> Probably none of them. None. Maybe right? you can probably so you could probably get Zach Greinke if you wanted to. So my yeah. point is but that contract yeah, sucks. Yeah. Where is the bona fide ace that these that you're that right, man? Fans want the Yankees to get, and then who are you? Who do you think if one of them did become available, they're giving up for him? They're giving up the guys who are the foundation, like we talked about last year, of this team. 
There is no because true bona fide starting ace. That's part of the reason why I said they needed Luis Severino to be that guy because they built this rotation around this kid. He's young. He is extremely talented. And the fact that he's injured still right now is really discouraging because I still think they need someone to carry them. And Bumgarner might not be a bona fide ace, but he's a true bona fide ace in the postseason. So I'm willing at this point to take that risk. Yeah. Yeah. They have to bring somebody in here. They can't go into the postseason with this starting rotation. They can't do it. They cannot. It cannot happen. No. Postseason games are not won on offense. Which is not true, by the way. Well, I know, because what, the Red Sox proved me wrong last year? No, because actually, people that say that you don't hit uh, home runs in the postseason, there's actually, I, I can't look it up right now because I forget who tweeted it, but somebody had the numbers where the home run uh, rate is actually higher in the postseason. It's marginal. It's like .2, but, and it makes sense because... If you really think about it, you're facing the best of the best in the postseason. You're going to be more likely to score a run when a guy makes a mistake, knock one out of the ballpark, than string three or four hits off of him. Well, yeah, I didn't say home runs. I just said in general. Because I know a lot of people are like, the Yankees hit too many home runs. They can't score in the postseason, which I don't know. No, they. all you need, you can have a hundred home run hitters. They just need to have an approach in the postseason and realize the type of talent they're facing. Yeah, well, you know what? Now they have DJ LeMayu. I think that completely changes the, it does. the tenor I of their I said that. It does. Of their lineup. It really does. I think, personally, if the Yankees go out and get Bumgarner and they make a move to make this bullpen even scarier, that's enough. Because you know what? You can't count on Dylan Batanza's pitching this year either. So no, it's, it's a sad thing. Because imagine... Luis Severino was healthy and on, and Batances was healthy and on. I never thought that the Yankees were hiding an injury with Luis Severino last year, but the fact that he has not been able to even sniff the mound this year and how bad he was in the second half of the year, I something had. And, and they'll tell you that he passed his physical, his exit physical, and he passed his physical when they gave him the extension, but... I don't know. The coincidence is too great now. Well, he didn't he start to pitch in spring training when he reported? And that's really when they shut him ever, down? I don't think he ever I made think a he start. reported. No, no, no. I don't think he made a start. I'm saying when they first reported to spring training, he was working out just like... He sure, was, he was working out, but it, what, he, what has he done? He hasn't has seen any game action. He hasn't been near a mound competitively, even if you want to count spring training as being competitive, which to a degree it is. He hasn't been... It, I don't know. The, the coincidence now is too great for yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I just, it's a shame. It really is. All right, so um, let's look at, let's let's look ahead here because unless you got anything else you want to touch on. No, we, I think we touched touch all bases here. Uh, the Yankees are going to be hoping to be touching more uh, bases than the Mets this week as they take the Mets on for two games in City Field to wrap up the 2019 uh, First Subway half. Series here. Uh, they split at Yankee Stadium. Now they're heading to City Field. And you know what? And we said this uh, last episode, you know, the Yankees got really, really lucky that they were able to come back to New York, even though it's not home. They still get to go home for a couple of days, uh, whereas the Red Sox, and it really sucks. And I'm trust me, I feel no uh, sympathy for the Red Sox, but this travel is bullshit. No, and the yeah, fact that they, they don't really even is. get to go home is ridiculous. Um so the Yanks will play two against the uh, the Mets. It's Paxton against TBD uh, Tuesday, and then Wednesday it's uh, TBD versus TBD. I think CC or Hap is going to take one. CC or Hap is I definitely going to be Hap. One of those spots, and then they wrap up the uh, first half of the regular season here with four against the Rays. Five ten, uh, a little weird start time there. Five ten on the fourth of July, which. Uh, it's also TBD versus TBD, so it's probably fruitless to uh, look ahead any further than that. Like we said, we'll record Friday. We just have to lock down a time. We might actually be recording during the game just to talk to Joe Rivera and break down the first half of the season. So we'll do that. That'll be out for Saturday morning as I'll be heading down to vacation. And then, as we said, once again, these two knuckleheads here will uh, attempt to not burn down the house while I'm away. Best show ever. Right. Okay. So uh, that'll wrap up episode 131 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow 
our uh, sponsors, Baseballism, on Twitter, at Baseballism. Uh, stay tuned after the uh, final uh, goodbye from Chris for a word from them. Uh, go to Baseballism.com. Use the code CHASE28 for free shipping on your order. Follow us at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. <laughs>